0: And the Holy spirit um, so last week we ended first uh, Peter chapter 3 and we started first Peter chapter 4 and um, uh, we continued in our in our discussions and last week we read through a list of um, sins that St. Peter was very, very specific in pointing out. And in doing so, uh, we'll just start with the beginning of uh, chapter 4, and we'll continue and we'll, um, just to get everybody up to speed. Uh, So if somebody wants to read from uh, chapter 4, verse 1 through 6. This is what we covered uh, last week.
1: Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm ourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has seized from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the in the, in the flesh of the lusts of men, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lewdness, lust
0: Okay. If you notice the list of things that he pointed out, he calls them the way of the Gentiles. So last week, the focus was avoid the way of the Gentiles, the drinking parties, revelries, all, all the things that he mentioned. And as we discussed last week, these are things that are happening now. This isn't just 2,000 years ago, these are, this is in society now. Today, we're going to talk about a different lifestyle. And the Bible uh, Bible writers were very interesting in how they wrote. They were very categorized. So in the beginning of the section, that's why when the Bible was broken up into chapters and verses and all that stuff, they took into account the writer's style. So we started off with, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Now, today we're going to talk about what he expects as the way of Christ, not the way of the Gentiles, the way of um, um, Christ. So, um, if somebody can read from verse 7, 7 to 10.
2: But the end of all things is at hand, therefore be serious and watchful in your prayers, And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one of us, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another. As good stewards to the
0: manifold grace of God. Okay. So this is where we left off last week. St. Peter, just like St. Paul, just like all the apostles at the time just like Christ just like St. John the Baptist talked about the end of times and he's saying basically we're at the end where this is it and what the church teaches us is that yes we should think about the world as it's in the end we should live this urgent life we should be more serious but not to be too extreme and to say for example oh yeah like Life is over in two years, three years. Why continue my job? Why continue? I don't have to pay my mortgage anymore. Like, what is the bank going to do? Like, the world is going to end. Like, what does it matter? So that's the other extreme of taking this sense of the world is ending to, uh, to the wrong side. The idea, what the apostles focused on, is their thought, their mindset was, no live an urgent life. You don't know when, forget the end of the world is, the end of my world. That's what we should be focused on. So he flips it by saying, (coughs) now that we know that there is going to be an end, the end is near, be serious and be prayerful. And then he says, and above all things have fervent love for one another. This idea of fervent love with, for one another is the core of Christianity. If we look at how, what Christ taught, what were what were the? If you had to categorize or or point out what God's message was while He was on Earth, what would you say?
1: Salvation.
0: Salvation. But what was His message? Like Ah. Salvation is what he allowed for us to have. But what was his message? Like if you have to say, like if I'm listening to somebody speak and then Steve enters the room and says, hey, I missed the talk. What was it about? How can I summarize it? What's the, what's the, some key points? His love for us. Okay. His love for us and?
2: Just love, period. Like to the neighbors and to the
0: Exactly. So, he showed through his actions his love. His words were great, but his actions are what showed us his love. And in doing so, he spoke and said, love your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor. This is what Christianity is about. This is what separates Christianity from anything else. Like, no other religion... Focuses on love. Yes, they focus on kindness. But if we limit love, if we um, water down the concept of love to kindness, we're missing the point. He's saying love is more important than the prayers. He said, "Be serious about prayer," but he says above all, love. Saint Paul says the same thing when he dedicates the chapter and. In First Corinthians chapter thirteen to love because he's trying to explain to the people love is not an emotion love is not something that you you do back then the the, the people in Corinth they had different addictions including sexual addictions and they like they thought that that's what love was and same thing we can say that. We can be living in modern-day Corinth now in the sense of love is just kind of thrown around um, in different ways. So the idea here is that he says, love, I have fervent love, which is the most important. What's fervent love mean? What's that word mean? Passionate. Okay, passionate. On fire. It's passion, it's on fire, it's strong. It's not this fading love. There's a difference. Like, emotional love can come and go. That's why the church when it talks about love, talks about it being a decision, not an emotion. An emotion can come with it. That's fine. But we're not an emotional church. we're, We're focused on that, yes, it's passion. Passion is not necessarily emotion. Passion is that fire, that desire for, for something or for someone. So in this case, we see that he's focused on that. But then he takes it a step further. We'll see here. He says,
1: uh,
0: And above all things, have fervent love for one another. For love will cover a multitude of sins. What does that mean? I don't need to confess. I don't need to confess. I, I love my neighbor. I de- like I helped him with something that he needed. So I'm good. What does that
2: mean? It's through Christ that His love for us covered our sins. On the cross. Okay. So like likewise, if we emulate Him, right and. The, Kind of die for others, like Christ said. Okay. The greatest love for one another is like for one to lay down his life for his friends.
0: Exactly. So what, what does that have, what does that do for the person who loves? It covers his sins, right? And yes, so it covers his sins. Why? It changes him. because he's living this this life that God gave us. So so that that's this verse is loaded because it's not that. Oh, if I do a nice act Then uh, My sins are, are taken away So there's some religions That you do A good deed to cover A bad deed right? Like, oh I, I just Lied today So let me go uh, To the to nearest homeless shelter And volunteer for a little bit So I, that way I can you know, my, my good deeds are more than my bad deeds. Some religions are like that. And, and, and it becomes a number system. You just keep track. Okay. Oh, I did this bad thing. I just have to do double good things and I'm good. Why is Christianity different? Because it's not through our... Word, per se. Okay, what is it through? You're right. Our faith, and it's through Christ. It's through Christ. So, so that's why, when in First John when he says, "God is love." It's not a just like all this like poetry. No, God Himself is love. We cannot love without God. We cannot love without God. Now, let me ask you a question. Can a non Christian experience love? Kind of love is not true love. It's like kindness. Of... Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Everything in life is like an image of what it really is supposed to be. So, for example, humanity before sin entered the world that's we were made in the what? the image and likeness of God right? that's the perfect human that's why we call him Adam human right? now after sin entered the world that image gets distorted everybody after him they have the the resemblance of humans, we are still human, but not the original way that God created. It was a distorted way. Does that make sense? So everything was distorted. Same thing with love. If we want to know how to love, we look at Christ. We look at God. God is love. So whatever he did, whatever he, whatever he said, how he lived, that is what love is. Outside of God, it resembles love. It looks like love. But it's not real love. Is that am I losing anyone? Okay. This I, that's that's what I meant. Like you nodded, Joe. You nodded yes, because it does look like it, and it, it, in a certain way, like you can't necessarily say, like I, I, I. Let's say you don't believe in God. Can I love my parents? Yeah, but it's not like Tan said. It's not the 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 true. Love. It's an it's an imitation of it. You know, like now we're in the fast, we have imitation everything. Right? We have cheese and imitation cheese. We have meat and imitation meat. We have everything is imitation. You taste it in some cases, you might not be able to tell the difference. In some cases, yes you can. But when they're really, really good, you can get by. It's it resembles it. That's what, the same concept of of love. Now going back to this love covering a multitude of sins. Jack got it right on the dot. Because the idea is, if I, love covers a multitude of sins, so if I do an act of love, sincere, godly love, whatever it may be. I'm I'm a Christian, I learned how to love from God, so it's sacrificial, it's not puffed up, It's um, it's not focused on me, it's focused on Him, and I do an act of love. In doing so, yes, a multitude of sins are forgiven. In a way where it says, basically, I'm on the right path. For salvation does that make sense so it's not like an instant thing like okay i i just helped somebody out or i just prayed a lot for somebody guess what now i don't have to go confess i don't need to repent i already did the verse says it but it's more of like we're on the right track it covers us in a way where now we're on we're we're, we're in the the path of christ does that make sense any questions about that? Because some people use this verse against things like confession, um, use this verse against things like repentance. Like, I don't need, I just helped you out. I just covered my sins. But the idea is that God is love, and he, because He is love, he is the one who covers the multitude of sins. And if we do that act, we're doing it in Christ. Any act we do, we do it in Christ. Okay? Um, <clears throat> verse 9 says, Be hospitable to one another without grumbling, as each one has received a gift, minister to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. It sounds sounds like, yeah, obviously. But this was a struggle. This, what we saw, we just celebrated Pentecost. When the church celebrated Pentecost, the disciples and the apostles received the Holy Spirit. The end of Acts 2, something happened. Does everybody know? What was going on in the church at the time? What did the, the church look like?
2: In this was Saint Peter delivered.
0: No, oh, he, chapter, he. So that's the beginning of chapter two. So he received the Holy Spirit. Then he gave the sermon. Two thousand people were baptized. Right after that, I think verse like 41, 42? No, before that, there was. It talked about this the state of the apostles. No, they were dwelling together in unity. Exactly. Dwelling yeah. together in unity. Did anybody have needs? No. Why?
2: Everybody was, sharing.
0: everybody was sharing. And it says that the church was being added to daily. Because there was a mindset that we're doing the work of God. We're doing the work of God. So... Now let's look at our world now. If I'm, let's say I invite people over. Say I invite people over. And the whole time I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't wait for that to leave. Like, this is, I'm just waiting, I'm checking. like I'm just waiting for, for this <laughs> to end. Am I really being hospitable? But I have the move. Again, it's not about the act, it, the action. It's about the heart. It's about the intention. So being hospitable is not the act of inviting people over. It's not the act of being welcoming. Like, for example, in Christ the Savior. God willing, for example, this Saturday, there will be people who are from different places that are coming. People who might be the first time coming. The idea of welcoming... It's not just, yeah, it's your church, the door is open. But it's it's the idea of making sure that people know that this is their home. You go out of your way in the act of uh, being hospitable. And the idea of like, obviously no one's going to be grumbling, but the idea of like, no, like, this is what we're supposed to do. Like, hospitality is not just inviting people into your home. It's this, it's a sense of what I have is yours. Like, Christ gave everything he had even to the point of death. So being hospitable is not necessarily just like the way we think of like the, um, uh, like, you'll look at, for example... Uh, ratings for hotels they'll have stars based on how hospitable they are that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about giving from ourselves giving from what we have giving from from our own and in doing so that we don't grumble again that's why it's connected to love love we can't love and then grumble then there's no, that's not love then you're just doing an assignment You know, you're just doing something just for the sake of doing it. Does that make sense? Okay. Please stop me if you have um, any questions. Uh, Can somebody read from verse 10? 10 and 11.
2: As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it with the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen.
0: What, what, what stands out here in those two verses? What are these two verses about? Everything is true, God. What what what's everything? Whether it's serving, speaking. Which are what? He says they're gifts. gifts. The idea is we all have gifts. Everybody in the world has multiple, multiple gifts that God allows them to have. We can figure out our gifts in different ways. There's trial and error, there's speaking to a father of confession. There's figuring out with um, your spouse, you can figure out what gifts that God has given you. But what happens, and what St. Peter's warning of, is that we receive these gifts from who? From God. It still belongs to him. So if I use his the gift that he gave me, For example, let's say somebody has the gift of speaking. And I know that God gave them that gift. That person cannot say, Oh look, so many people... Like St. Peter, for example, in that sermon. How many people were baptized and converted? 3,000 people. We don't even know if it's it's 3,000 men. So we don't know if they were just counting the men or the families, and like, it could have been way more. 3,000 people. Let's let's assume it's base, 3,000. How? Was Peter's sermon really that fantastic? Like, was it like, really like, if that's the case, I'm just going to keep, I'm going to memorize that sermon and just repeat it everywhere I go. I'm just going to go, every, like, go to the park, go to whatever, and just repeat the same sermon. And try it out. It wasn't necessarily his words only. It was the gift that God worked through him. So he's telling us here, don't look at these gifts that we have <coughs> as it's us. Now, where's the problem here? Why is this hard? Struggling so to use the
1: gift that God
0: Okay, so the first thing is figuring out the gift. Second is struggling to use it. Because we all have gifts, but if I don't use the gift in the right way, like, let's say, for example, you have the gift of um, singing. But you know what? You're only using that gift for inappropriate songs and, and this and that. Then you're wasting the gift. You're not actually using the gift in the right way. Or if you have the gift of um, writing and you're not writing for God's glory. The idea is that God gives us gifts in order to kind of use it towards Him and, and for Him. To glorify, to glorify Him in everything that we do. Right? The idea is... Because if not, then why give us gifts? Why would He provide us with gifts or tools to do that? So He's saying... Um, as each one has received the gift. He's not saying, if you have. He's saying, everybody's received gifts. like that's He's creating the standard... Every single person, we received gifts. Why? Because we're made in the image and likeness of God. So we all have gifts from God. Like basically, we're, we're, we've taken qualities from God. So when uh, when our daughter was born, the number one thing everybody was trying to figure out is who does she look like. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the most important thing. People like would be FaceTiming me, my family from New York would be calling, to let me see her face, to move her face, to let me see her. Like, and I'm like what, you, like, what are you trying to figure out? They said, oh, well, she has Maggie's eyes, and I think Maggie's nose, but the shape of your, like, trying to just figure out every detail. And it really made me think about, that's how we should look at God. What characteristic of God do I have? What gift that God showed on earth do I have? Now, some things he didn't really show. He didn't show, for example, his... He didn't, we didn't see him singing, for example. So, but we know that the, the, the gift of song is from God. We see the angels... Singing and praising and this and that. So, we have to look at ourselves and see where. Oh, that that's from God. This is from God. These are the gifts from God, and it could be multiple gifts. But the idea is that we don't take on the gifts and say, "No, that was me. That that's all me." You know what? Like the reason why this is happening. Oh. I, I really worked hard. That's me. That's okay. If you worked hard, that's great. But don't take the credit away from the one who gave you the gift. This is hard. This is very hard. This is hard because (coughs) we live in a society that says, earn it. You worked hard for this." Like, you get a promotion at work. No, you worked hard. God didn't do the hours, you did the hours.
1: I deserved,
0: I deserved it. Right? I deserved it. I worked hard for it. I gave my energy for it. I had sacrificed for this. It's not fair to say, I didn't do it. Oh, it's not me. It's So society tells us, like, you've earned it. Somebody, stu- you studied for the test. You studied for the test. Why am I going to give credit? To somebody else so now how do we work like how do we um, come to terms with that how do we do that how do we give God the glory and the credit in the world we live in now okay Give me an example.
2: I mean, you can say like somebody has a good voice, whatever in singing. You know, somebody comes up to them like, oh yeah, oh, great voice, whatever. It's just more like thank God, right? Um, for it. Granted, you could be saying something on the outside different than what's happening on the sure, <laughs> so sure, sure, sure. it's more of it's just more like striving in the prayer.
0: Okay. Uh, to try to keep that absolutely, kind of enemy absolutely. At bay when, when that happens. Absolutely it's not a one time thing it's a constant remembering of where this gift came from if we always remember then and i and if i if i recognize that it's not mine if i recognize that it's not mine but it's kind of like i'm leasing it like i'm borrowing god gave me this to borrow for a while so that i can use it for him does that make sense
1: praise the
0: that's how, exactly. You're praising Him, you're thanking Him. Now, what if it's something, so like, for example, the gift of song or singing, that is not something, Is it, it's, it's harder to be a skill that you can work on. Many times it's, you're born with it, or, you know, you can... Work on uh, that skill a little bit, but sometimes it's harder. What about if it's something that it's straight up uh, worked on? Like a skill or something that's worked on? It's still. For example, like grades. Okay. I you the ability. Okay. So, regardless of what it is, we have to be able to reflect.
2: I don't it's don't the, the two talents, right? Mm-hmm. God's given you something. You, you, at the end of the day, you're going to have to return it. Exactly. doesn't matter you're returning it. Double or Are you
0: investing it yeah. or not? Yes, exactly. Um, there was a bishop who uh, <coughs> was talking to us a long time ago on a retreat, and he was telling us... Um, I don't know if I shared this story before or not here. You
1: um, Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was uh, the idea of... Uh, if somebody gives you a compliment for using a gift that God's giving you, the best way to, to, to handle it is to basically take that compliment and 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 like forward to, forward to the right address. Like it's as if it's the mail is coming to the wrong address. Like I don't know how many times this happens to you, but we still get mail that's not like it's wrong address mail to, to, to our house. Every, like, almost every day, and uh, we try contacting the person, we try, but we just get their mail. And some, most of it's nonsense mail, so it's not anything like serious, but when it becomes like serious, we contact the person through the realtor and all this stuff to, to be able to, to reach them. But it's the, the, the reason why uh, this bishop said it was if I feel like I don't, des- it's not mine, I, I don't deserve the, the praise. It's so-and-so. We just forward it. To do it in a humble way as well. That's, that's also remembering that it's God's work that's being done. And I think this is what takes that person to the next level. This is what St. Peter is talking about. St. Peter, notice the first example he gives. He says, if, someone, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. Because he took that as a personal thing. When he speaks, he's not speaking as St. Peter. He's speaking as God. Does that make sense? We as Christians ought to speak as if it's God's speak. This is not necessarily gift-related. The gift part is if you're giving sermons or teaching Sunday school or or um, whatever whatever the case is and if you have the gift of speaking some people have the gift of speaking some people don't like that was one thing that um, uh, when I was sitting with when Sayed approached Maggie and I one of the things I, I, I it was the second second meeting when I sat with him and I said like, there's people who have all these like gifts for the service. For example, um, there's people who are great speakers that like you can hear them and you're like whoa. And there's people that are great with uh, what, whatever. Like there's so many different gifts. It's Like I don't see my, I don't see where I can fit in that. Like, I don't think that I have that same ability. I don't have that same gift and all that stuff. And uh, and he said, when you receive the grace, the gifts will show more. Whatever the gifts that God has given you, you just have to figure it out. And sometimes the gifts are not something that people can notice. It could be you're more relational, you're more this, you're more whatever you're... you're you're able to take in more. Um, you're, you have a good memory to be able to reach out to the, to the congregation. Like, whatever the case may be. But we all have gifts and we have to uh, uh, accept that they're from God and that we have to use them for God. But everybody has... Like, when we speak, we all are... We should all speak as oracles of God. Whether or not our gift is the gift of speaking. Does that make sense? Like, being oracles of God means like being the hands and feet and the mouth of God. Anyone want to comment on that? Do you think that that's
1: realistic?
0: (coughs) So, some gifts are very public. Yes. Very easy to receive praise from people. Some gifts are much more hidden. Mm
1: Sometimes is it wrong if you feel like you have a tendency to not deal with that glory
0: well that's being diverted to you when it should be diverted to God to like not withhold that gift but like
2: focus on other areas that you feel like you can do more and because of your
0: weakness or because you feel like you're basic because if you use that gift in a way that's Stealing work it's like worse, right? Yeah. Rather than than praising and yes. messing up God. Now you're like and you, you see it all the time actually in church and like people that like wow these people are amazing all of a sudden because of the pride and they they fall, yeah. Um, same what Saint Peter's talking about is the ideal situation. What like the standard that Christ sets is the ideal situation. We receive gifts, we humbly accept the gifts, and we send the glory of these gifts we use these gifts like uh, the example of the talents we invest in these gifts and whatever compliments or or success comes because of these gifts we give the glory to God that's the idea if we're struggling with that that's something it's a personal thing that we all like we gonna have to work on because I actually don't know which one's worse one could be worse from the outside perspective of using the gift and taking the credit. Like, oh no, that was me. That's, that's bad. But also hiding the talent. Like covering it up and saying like, no, no, I'm not going to deal with this because I can't handle this. Would say like then God didn't know what he was doing when he gave you the gift. Like then the creator didn't fully trust the creation. Does that make sense? So we, we're also um, hurting him in that way. So we're hurting him in either way. You take the glory that he deserves, you're hurting him. If you don't use the gift that he's given you, you're also hurting him. So I think the idea is to, in, in a case, for example, some people can't handle, like can't be able to, to deflect. In 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 that case, then maybe do the uh, have the gift, but in a way where you there's no actual way for you to get compliments all the time. For example, like um, some people are great artists and will or iconographers or whatever, and they'll be anonymous. They just don't want their names out there. That way, if you're using the gift. There's no one that's gonna be able to compliment. No one knows, so it, it varies in that way. So we just have to be careful when we when we realize our gifts and we're hiding it, we're keeping it, and we're not using it. That's we're throwing we're throwing God's uh, gifts away. So on that note, yeah. we we have to find out what do we
1: have. To, what if you don't know what your talent is? Is it wrong to not try to figure it out? Like, is it something that needs to be known to you, or can it be a sound that you don't
0: even know you have, and you're just so you'll you figure you'll figure things out when when God talks about or uh, when the uh, the writers talk about our gifts, like Saint Paul talks about, Saint Peter talks about it. It's not doesn't have to necessarily be like. I'm the greatest artist of all time. It can be small things. But the idea is that this is something unique to you. Not that no one else has it, but something that that makes you who you are, gives you an ability that you feel like, oh, this is a godly thing. This is not something that I learned how to do. You might have uh, worked on the skill. Like an artist, somebody who's born with great, like, artistic uh, abilities. They still work on it. They still practice it. But that's a God-given thing, right? So um, I think it is important to search out what the gift is. And like I said earlier, I think a big way to do it is trial and error. Like, try it out and see. Um, Like, for example, I knew early on that my gift was not singing early on I just knew it's not acting it's not singing it's not anything in the art world I wish I had the, the, the ability to draw I do not have the ability to draw I wish I keep trying I cannot do it so I know that this is not God's gift for me so it's trial and error also be like be able to talk to your close you know, Uh, circle about it because maybe they notice something that you don't I find that a lot that that happens Um, especially with couples uh, with best friends like they can notice a gift that you might not be able to notice because a gift can be something that you're helping them so they to them it's so clear that you have this gift for example being a good listener you can have that gift. It's not something that you can know if you're by yourself. It has to be from your encounters with people. Or a, um, or someone who's very good at comforting. Somebody who can uh, de-escalate uh, a situation. Gifts doesn't have to be this like prominent thing. That's why like the example that Steve gave, it's like some gifts are very out in the open. But what St. Paul was uh, talking about, every, everybody's gift is important. That's why he was talking about like the toe and the ear and like every part of the body is important. So all our gifts working together and that, this is what the next part I was going to talk about is as a community, we need to use all our gifts. Without that, it, like a church is, is a group of people using their gifts. And that's how the service is. We've changed that. And I think this is something that is a problem in the church, I can say. I'm, you know, capital C all, all across the world. Like, I always wanted to think, like I wish I was alive just over 100 years ago. What the church looked like before Sunday school. Because now when we hear the word servant, we think Sunday school. Thank God, like smaller churches, newer churches are not focused on that. There's so many different services and, and services are growing every single, uh, you know, with every need that comes. So that's great. But in some churches, you think of service, I want to be in the service, that's Sunday school. No. Because that's not my gift. I have other gifts. Why am I going to do something that I don't have that gift for? Or I don't have the, the, the willingness To work on this. Because it's not just, oh, I don't have the gift of teaching, I can't do Sunday school. No. You can still do Sunday school because there's other aspects of Sunday school. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Like, so, you could figure it out in different ways. Trial and error is one way. Speaking to your inner circle, group of people. But then using it together as a church is what separates the body. Like, this is what Teaches what what Christ meant when he said the body of, of Christ.
1: Yeah. I heard the sermon from brothers. Yeah. He, said for, he gave us the time. Time is gift for exactly exactly. You can use your time. Some people all all we have the gift for time yes. twenty four hours. All of us have twenty four yes. hours. exactly. You can use that. Some use it, and sometimes you use it.
0: Absolutely. So so the Self. gifts that they can look like different things. Gift of. Uh, of money, there's some people who are able to. Uh, you give them ten dollars, they can. They give them two days, they'll come out with five hundred dollars, legally, right? Like, like, <laughs> okay, like I'm not. Don't get any ideas. But 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 the idea is, <laughs> but the idea is that they have the gift in investments and the gift in. Uh, figuring how to how to spend their money and use their money that's a gift time is a gift um, and what we need to do is just dedicate our gifts to God that's what tithing is we don't when what, what we when we think of tithing is it's not um, donation tithing is the money that we have. The income that we receive is because God gave me the ability to receive it. God gave me the job. God gave me the income. God gave me whatever. So it's not my money. It's God's money. I'm giving <coughs> Him to what is His. Like, we thank Him for what uh, for everything concerning everything and everything we, from what is yours. We say that in the liturgy. It's not mine. Like, He dedicated His life to us Would. His body and blood is on the altar. That's his, but he allows us to partake. Does that is that clear? Really. But That's a very good point, Tant, With the the, the time is not something.
1: Yeah, I heard it from. It's, the, it's very specific. Yeah, it's, 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 everybody has that gift. Twenty-four hours. Yeah,
0: but we can waste that gift. We all have the ability to waste that gift, also, because we have other anti-gift things like social media <laughs> that take away our gifts or, you, you
2: know, yeah. I was thinking about Steve's question. Yeah. I actually, I think it's worse if you keep it hidden. Okay. So I'm going to go back to the talent example. Okay. The person that had one talent sure. And sure. hit it. Yeah. Like he was actually rebuked for, for doing that. That's one. And then second thing is if inner struggles are harder to um, fight or overcome than outer circles. So if you if you take the if you take the praise, somebody could at least correct you, right? The inner ones, nobody knows what you're going through. Nobody knows it. What you think? No, but like, that's why we have father's confession, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. So like those things are a little bit harder to correct. So Absolutely. I think I feel like it's worse to have something and hide it because you're more or less doing a disservice to God.
0: Absolutely. And and it's important to figure out what your what your uh, like for example. Uh, the gift of administration. Th- that's an important gift that can really help a church. The gift of being able to handle finances. This is a gift that's important for a church. Gift of dealing, understanding and dealing and enjoying technology. These are gifts that we have. The gift of cooking. These are gifts that we... that, And that all that comes together. Now, what we can work on as a group, and we'll end with that, is being able to, when you notice someone's gift, don't make them feel uncomfortable by it. Does that make sense? Like, we know that it happens, but if I see somebody with, uh, that's really good, um, let's go back to the voice thing, right? Right? There's, you know, a deacon that sounds fantastic and really, like, life-changing. When I hear him, it's life-changing. And I'm like, you are so, it's so good, so good. Like, really, it's amazing. And they're like, thank God, thank God. No, 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 it's real. like, you have no, it's re- and now I'm pressuring. Now I'm making him fall. So we need to back off also. Like, because it's our community that does it to ourselves. Like we're the ones who he's Saint Peter is warning us and warning us from ourselves as well. Because remembering that everything is from God, it's not just for us, but it, for us for our gifts, but for remembering other people's gifts. Is it important technology? Yeah. For example, one way to healthy in a healthy way, technology. God bless your service. Like. Because whatever the gift is, if it's used for the service, God bless your service. In that way, forget you bringing praise. You're already sending the praise to God. But you're just acknowledging the person, which is fine. The person shouldn't feel like bad. Because how are they going to respond? Thank God. Right? For example, I noticed Joe doing something. God bless your service, Joe. Oh, no, no, uh, thank God. Okay, end of that conversation. I acknowledge that he did something, which we as humans, it's okay to acknowledge that we did something. It's fine. But it's not okay to take the glory from uh, from God. The last part of that verse says, uh, if anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability which God supplies that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Everything is is glorified through Jesus Christ because it's supplied by God. So as we we go through the apostles fast, all these apostles had gifts, but that the Holy Spirit helped them with the gifts. St. Peter knew how to speak. St. Peter, oh, he knew how to speak from day one. But what the Holy Spirit did was he used it for his glory. St. Saint, Saint Paul knew how to teach, but it was misguided. God changed him through the work of the Holy Spirit, changed him from Saul to Paul, and gave him the ability to do that. So during this fast, that we think about what gifts we have, and how we can glorify God, and I'll tell you, don't be, don't hesitate to talk to your closest friends and family about your gifts, to figure out what those gifts are. Don't hesitate to talk to your father of confession about the gifts. Being able to 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 balance things back and forth with someone helps figuring out in a humble way, in a safe zone, not in a in a in a like. Uh, uh, in a inappropriate way, meaning like although I think I'm this, I think I'm that. No, just like very comfortable way. I think that's the most important thing. Any questions or comments? I have questions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <I'm> <laughs> uh, about with the deacons,
1: like with very nice voice and sometimes we, we hear and he got good to the voice. And you go away from the prayer. Is it what can we do on this? So
0: the the role the role of a deacon, Mm -hmm. the idea of the deacons, is that they're leading because notice what part they're praying. It says people or congregation. They're the they're leading the congregation in their chants. If they start doing solo things, if they take you and your focus even if they case. don't mean to. But if, if, if your focus becomes on them and what they sound like and what the hymns they're, they're saying in and whatever, and they're not leading the narration, then it's wrong. Then it's inappropriate. Is it
1: wrong in him or me? It d- so it depends. On, uh, it depends. In some important. cases,
0: if, if everybody thinks that uh, this is happening, then the person is, or the group is doing the wrong thing. The, like the, the group of the leading deacons or whatever. They're, they're, they're doing something wrong. But if if it's just you and everybody else, is like they're the, the deacons are doing a good job in, in leading the, the, the hymns, doing it at a pace that the people can uh, follow along, having it on the screen, try sending out, like for example, um, uh, like some churches have hymn classes, some churches send out the hymns beforehand, like to, to go over, especially in a church like this, it's in English. So it's easier to follow along, but it's up to all the deacons to, to, to be able, it's kind of like the priest, for example. If the priest starts going off and, and doing something that's like in, in a language that the people don't understand, then I'm not really serving God. Even though my voice could be fantastic. I'm not really <coughs> sure because the purpose of the priest is to lead the the, 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 the the people to pray. Does that kind of make sense? I'll try to do that. I'll try to do that.
1: Thank yeah. God you to God for question. <laughs>